This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm your host, Janelle McCauley, and I'm here with my co-host, Michael, who is also my husband and business partner. And we're pleased to bring you insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. On last week's show, Tish Times talked with us about the importance of education and certifications for today's coaches. And Irina Baker gave us a look at how she has grown her coaching business by stepping outside her comfort zone. In our Business Builder segment, we also talked about the importance of knowing what your ideal clients really want. What do we have planned for today's show, Michael? Well, first up, in the Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with Elizabeth Case about the importance of keeping your online profiles up to date. Next, in the Success Interview, we'll talk with Dina Patton about how she's leveraged her coaching business with products. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about some tricks for selling from the stage. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry trends being leveraged by today's most successful speakers, authors, and coaches. Today, we're talking with Elizabeth Case, owner of Yellow Dog Consulting. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me, Janelle. I'd love to start our conversation by asking you to share what you see as a current trend that's impacting coaches, authors, and speakers. Absolutely. So what I'm seeing with my clients lately is got to get found online. And I am not at all an SEO consultant. I do sales and marketing consulting, but I work a lot with SEO consultants and web developers. And, you know, what we talk about is those, that foundational SEO work of getting yourself found online. So first things first is getting your Google Plus page set up and your business page set up on Google because Google is the end-all, be-all of online presence. So do you, you really do need a Google Plus? I know I've heard that over and over. Um, I know. <laughs> so why did it, it's because Google really owns that, um, all the information. Is that the reason you need to do it? Exactly. Google, you know, you don't, I mean, I live in Hillsboro, Oregon, and I used to live up in the Seattle, Washington area. And Occasionally, I would get somebody who would say they were Bing something instead of Google it, but let's be honest, we all Google stuff. And so Mm -hmm. if your information is on there, that's the best way to get found. And it, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're the best guys in the business, and they know what they're doing better than anybody. So claiming your Google profile and getting your business page set up, so business.google.com, those are the things, you you know, that's the main place to start. And make sure everything you do is consistent. Um, the on, your, with your online presence, everything needs to be the same. Your website, your phone number, your email, your address, 
everything needs to be consistent. So mm-hmm. if you have a cell phone number and a business number and an 800 number, figure out which one of those is going to be your main line for your, on, for your online presence. So, you know, it's your Google Plus. I recommend you set up a Bing Places page, bingplaces.com. It's just, it's easy to set up and then kind of forget about it. But making sure that you have all those fundamental things in place. And then you go from there. So you've got Angie's List, you've got Yelp, you've got Howes. You know, there's a bunch of different places online you could go out and fill on profiles. Um, Your e-women profile is a really important one to fill out as well and make sure that's complete. I'm working with a few clients right now to get their e-women profile set up. Mm-hmm. Too. Um, now, I think those are there's some that are better or that are optional if you don't have a brick and mortar location or all those ones that you mentioned important whether you have a brick and mortar or an online business. Yeah, exactly. So some are more important than others. So um, for my dentist client and my attorney client, we have Yelp pages set up for. But for myself. I don't have a Yelp page set up for me. Um, If you go online and you see that your Yelp location, like somebody has written a review about you, then make sure you claim that because somebody else could try and break in and claim your location. And you just want to make sure your information is in the right, you know, all your information is correct there. And never Mm -hmm. give Yelp your money. That's my pro tip for the day. (laughs) Hmm, Interesting. Um, And I know I always... Um, forget, in fact, I was looking at something this morning and I said, oh, I've got to update that profile um, because there's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, there's, you know, all those different profiles. And I often forget that I, when I switch jobs or I add something new, you've got to go into all those. So do you have any tips or any suggestions for keeping all that updated? Yeah, you know, kind of make a list. I When I talk about social media with my clients, I I make all my small business owner clients manage their own social media, which I know Mm -hmm. is a a popular discussion these days of who should be managing it and what do you do and how do you optimize it. It can take all day. Uh, But, you know, whatever social media you are on, my recommendation is that you spend about five minutes a day checking everything and just seeing who's commenting on what you're saying, who's asking questions, who's maybe talking crap about you if you've done something wrong, you know, like if something's Mm -hmm. gone bad, you want to make sure you can nip that in the bed as soon as possible. And so, if you're checking your social media on a regular basis, then it should be easy to keep up with those changes when you need to make them. And when you have a big change in your business, uh, you know, if you move to another job, if you, you know, add a new service or, or you move physically, you know, it was something when I moved to Oregon a year and a half ago, I made sure I went to all my social media spots and changed my location and got everything up to date. So just kind of keep a list of those things. How important is it in all those profiles to have things like, for example, we've got the radio show, if you've been an author, if you're speaking at certain locations, are those things important to have on your profiles? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything that you offer is great to have there. Most of the websites, you know, most of your online presence locations are going to have, you know, different website options. I know on Google Plus, you can throw in a few different websites for your business. So throw in the radio show, throw a link into your book, Um, you know, on your on your YouTube page, you can add in all your social media channels and other links as well. So link to your book, link to your podcast, link to your radio show, link to your social media, your Facebook and your Google and your Twitter and your Pinterest and everything. So yes, make sure you have everything properly linked so everybody can find you, but make sure that you're being active on those places. If you haven't touched your Twitter page in two years, then maybe don't throw that up there (laughs) because we're Mm -hmm. just going to go to a dead end. So 
Well, I was going to ask that. How important is it um, to to have it in all those places if they're not places where either your clients are or where you're actively going? And what do you say to people that say, I don't get it. I don't know how to do it. I don't even know where to start. (laughs) So I am the marketing consultant who refuses to join Facebook. It is not the right platform for me. I missed the boat on it when it first came out and then it jumped the shark and my parents were on Facebook and I went, "Mm, I'm going to hold off on this one. And it is just not (laughs) the platform for me. So what I say to my clients is you have to do what's the right fit for you and make sure that you're online and networking where your target market is, right? So if your target Mm -hmm. market is not on Twitter, then you don't need to waste your time with Twitter. I love Mm -hmm. Twitter and it's really fun for me. And some of my clients are playing on there and some aren't and that's okay. You know, if, if, they're, if you're more visual, then put an Instagram page together. I just talked to my graphic designer yesterday, and she said, I think I need to set up an Instagram account for my design business and start mm-hmm. posting projects that I'm working on. I said, yes, that's a great idea. You absolutely should do that. But make sure that's where your target market is hanging out and where they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. So it's being where, you know, you need to be active and paying attention to where your target market is. And if you're going to do it, then you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a blog. You can't what do you think for two years? <laughs> what do you think is the best place for coaches, speakers, and authors to focus on? You know, it depends on your target market. So if it's you know, if you're working with B2B, then you need to be active on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. you know, I take my news my monthly newsletter, I take and I edit it a little bit and I make it a post on LinkedIn, a published post on LinkedIn about three weeks after it's a newsletter. So the newsletter is up is an update on my LinkedIn page, but then I have a published post uh, there as well, which stays longer and is higher up in the search results, and people will see that uh, earlier and more often. Mm-hmm. So you know, and if you're more of a B two C business, then be active on Facebook. If you are, you know, if that's where you know your target market is, and that's where you should be. But it's really about paying attention to where they are. Um, you know, where, where your target market is hanging out online. Are they tweeting? Are they hanging out on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Instagram? Is it a visual crowd? Are they on Snapchat? Like the sky is the mm-hmm. limit, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it sounds like there's a lot of options, but I do love the fact that you're repurposing some of your content on oh, LinkedIn and some of the things you're doing, because that's one thing we've been talking to people about is you don't have to keep recreating original content for everything you do because that's that takes a lot of time and it's challenging and people need to hear things more than once. So repurposing serves a lot of needs. Yes, it absolutely does. Yes, I always say I can't help you if I don't know what you need. So being consistent with your messaging is really helpful. And you're right, you don't have to read it at the wheel. You don't have to say the same thing in 17 different ways. Yeah, repurpose that content. Well, you know, it's interesting when you say that because I think a lot of one of the struggles I I hear from people is I don't know what to say, but I think we try to get really creative with our languaging and our words, which I get it. But when we do, we do it in a way oftentimes that it's like, what are they saying? I don't, I don't get it. And we, the key is to get people to get it quickly. So they want to learn more and continue the conversation. Exactly. I just had coffee with a new client the other day. And as we were chatting about my services, she was like, so would you say you do list nurturing? And I'm like, yeah, I definitely do list nurturing. She's like, you should say that. And I said it, I was at eWomen yesterday here in Portland and I mentioned Mm -hmm. it and a couple people jumped on it. It was like, 
just trying new and different things. So you have to do it. Yeah. But yeah, don't alienate them. You don't have the best kept secret. You aren't the most, like, you know, like, I hate people who say best kept secret. Come on, you are better than that. You have a kick-ass product and let's use it and be proud of it and don't let it be a secret anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, using that language that doesn't alienate and that makes us it as easy and clear as possible as soon as mm-hmm. possible. Well, and I think using the language that other people are using because you know that it's it's going to resonate with them. And, you know, when you mentioned D-Women Network and check, testing that, that's a great place each month to try new things out and see what kind of response you get because that's great real-time feedback versus sitting in our office Absolutely. and saying, that sounds great. I'm going to go create all this material <laughs> and not validating and checking it out first. Yeah. Absolutely. E-Women is such a perfect place, such a perfect test market. You know, the, the members of E-Women are my target market, and so I try stuff out every month. I'm testing something new, it seems like, to kind of test the waters. Did that fight with anybody? Did that not fight with anybody? I had three speakers in my group last month when we were networking, and I talked about speaker networking, and, and I got nothing out of it. And I went, wow, I really botched that. Which, And so I tweaked it this month and got a better response from it. That's great. That's great. So how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about what you offer? Absolutely. Well, we know it's not going to be on Facebook, uh, but the best (laughs) way to find me (laughs) is on my website, yellowdogconsulting.com. And then you can also find me on Twitter. I'm really active on Twitter, and that's at EJCase for Elizabeth Jane. Uh, EJCase, and I'm also on LinkedIn as Elizabeth Case. And so you can find me there. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we will put a link to connect with you on with today's interview. So they'll be able to get you from our Turn Knowledge to Profit um, radio page too. Perfect. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for sharing and for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We need to take a quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. 
our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with award-winning entrepreneur, author, and coach, Dina Patton. Dina is also the co-founder of Girls Rule Foundation. Welcome, Dina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have our conversation today, and I know a lot about what you offer, and I think that you've got a lot to share with others. And I'd love to start our conversation with having you tell us about your business, how you got it started, and how it's evolved over time. Well, uh, how it got started, I've had a coaching and training business for 14 years and it you know it started by a blessed interruption in my life I owned a PR and marketing firm in New York City and it was very busy and uh, I became kind of a workaholic and bought into this belief that if you're an entrepreneur you have to work 24-7 and I did not have any boundaries or any self-care I didn't get that you could say no to people, you know, all of that. And I had a minor stroke at 27. And it was my blessed interruption that really allowed me to have perspective in my business and that I really realized that I did it to myself through my choices. Mm-hmm. And I hired a coach. And what happened in that year of recovery is I fell in love with coaching. And I, lo- at the time, you know, loved entrepreneurs, and my spiritual calling was to work with women and girls. And so I combined all three of my interests, and I said, I'm going to train as a coach who specializes in working with women, entrepreneurs, and leaders. And uh, so it started, and I have had an amazing 14 years, and I have clients all over the world, and just really blessed w- with working with people who not only want to make great revenue and their dreams come true, but who also want to make a difference in the world. For me, that's the difference that uh, I love. I love working with world changers who are using their business as a platform to make a, you know, to make a bigger difference and do good in the world. And so um, that's been my journey, and I, I'm always a student. You know, it's that duality of being an expert in the field, but I'm always a student and learning how to better my business, be a better coach, um, market better, you know, get my programs out in better ways. So it's always evolving. <laughs> well, and, and I like, you know, what you said about um, always a student and that there is finding that balance between what you want to do and what you're doing. And there are a lot of women out there who want to make a difference. And one of the challenges is everyone gets so overwhelmed because there's so many options. And, you know, the one word that stuck out that you said was it was a journey. It 
is very unusual that someone stays where they start. It's an evolution. And oftentimes people start in one area and end up doing something totally different, but they had to go through that process to get to where they ended up. Can you talk a little bit about, because I know you do a lot of coaching, can you talk a little bit about how you can help people and how people can go through the process to figure out what they want to do and kind of put it all together? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know, the very first thing that I do with my clients, and I found it um, to be very, very helpful, is getting clear on three things, and it's called my train exercise. It's your purpose, your vision, and your values. And when you know that, it steers your train in a a very different direction. And there's some, I have some million-dollar clients who come to me who have never done those three things. They don't know their values, they don't know their big vision, and they don't know their purpose behind their business. It just, they kind of just started and Mm -hmm. took off. And I think with, with anybody, whether you're an established entrepreneur or you're leaving corporate America or you're a stay-at-home mom and you want to do something, you kind of have a calling on your heart or a purpose and you want to follow it but you don't know how, you know, that that's a great place to start is listening to your heart and going in that direction and starting. Your heart will never steer you wrong. And that's what I did. I took one step. I got a spiritual calling to work with women and girls. Holy cow, I had no idea what that meant. I didn't, I, I'm like, how does this look? What does this mean? Is this charity work or is it my career? Like, I didn't know. But I just kept asking and I was in the inquiry and I explored different ways I could do it. And I think, you know, having the courage to explore, be in conversation, you know, whether you hire a coach or it's your best friend or your mother, um, being around other women like, you know, eWomen Network or any other women's group where people are in that conversation, I think it's important to keep talking about it, keep exploring it. And with every time you answer those questions, you get a little closer and closer to clarifying what your purpose is, what your big vision is. And your values keep you on track. So the train exercises you you and your idea or you and your business is the train. And your purpose is behind the train, pushing the train. It's your big why. It pushes the train down the track. Your big vision is out, way far out in the track, and it's pulling you down the track. So you have your, push, your purpose pushing the train, your vision pulling the train, and then your values are along the side of the train. And those are really important, especially in, in a business, because they're the things that keep you on track. Any time of my clients get derailed or distracted, it's because they broke a value. That, you know, they'll get on a call and they'll say, oh, gosh, I had this huge breakdown, totally did, derailed. And I'll say, what value did you break? Right? They compromised on one of their values or they broke one of their values mm-hmm. and it derailed their train. So that's what those three things, um, and sometimes you can do those three things by yourself or through a book or, again, like I said, you know, through a coach or a friend 
can help you. But those are where I would start with anybody. It's where I do start. <laughs> um, because without them, um, it's really hard to move a train intentionally down a track and win when those three things are either vague or not clear. Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, you said being open to explore um, and and really kind of figure out what it's supposed to be because I think oftentimes some of the big things that we do in life, they're things we feel we need to do, but I think so often people shut down and say, I don't know how to do it, so I'm going to not do it. And I think once you're open to doing it and know that the process and the journey to get there, the answers are going to come or the people are going to show up in your life, then things open up. But it's when you say, I don't know how, I'll do it later and shut it down, that you just never take it forward. And I think sometimes you just have to have that faith that it's the right journey for you. And I guess when you know your, your big why and have your vision, you know you're on that right track and know that the answers will come along that path. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think, you know, what you're really talking about is fear. And, um, you know, I have this methodology in smallness versus greatness, and it's the two voices in our heads that we were mm-hmm. all born with. And that smallness will feed you fear all day long, fear, doubt, distraction, overwhelm, anything to stop your train. And your greatness voice knows how brilliant you are, how amazing you are, what gifts you have, why you're on this planet. And our job uh, is to turn down that smallness voice and not let it have power over you. But we don't know that we have the power to turn that down. We just think, oh, it, that's who I am. That's how my mind works. But when you start mastering your mindset and start listening to your greatness voice and moving your train, and guess what? Sometimes I don't know what the next step is, but I know that it will show up or the right person will show up. It always mm-hmm. does. And it's having that courage and that greatness to move the train even in moments of fear or not knowing how. We've got to let go of that how sometimes and keep pushing our train and, um, and keeping in faith, keeping in greatness. And that's why it's so important to have people around us that believe in that vision, believe in our gifts, because we're going to have moments where we have a smallness attack <laughs> and we stop the train and we go, oh my gosh, I can't do this, I can't do this, it's hard, it's scary. We all have that. But the key is mastering that mindset and saying, no, I'm not going to let fear overcome me. I, I'm going to turn that down and I'm going to keep going. And yeah, it's hard sometimes, but when you're trained like that, you know, that's part of my uh, training is greatness training is, and that mindset, that's why it's so important. I have a lot of entrepreneurs that can get their business to a million dollar mark, but then they stop because they are so scared to go bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it might be a $100,000 mark, uh, and then all the fear shows up and they stop. And so it's about breaking through that fear, that smallness, and getting back into control, back in your greatness, and moving the train again. But we all need that encouragement. That's, you, that's why you, you want to get those affirmations, those courage, 
messages, um, do meditation in the morning, you know, all those kind of things help keep your mindset in a positive state of mind. Very important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think some of the, the really our biggest obstacles, I think people think they're the things that are external to us, mm-hmm. but it's really that space. Between, between our ears. It's really our mindset. It's how we look at it. And I love the way, you know, you look at that, the, the greatness and the smallness and, you know, really how, you know, how you're, what you're thinking really drives what you do. We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation and I want to have you share how you've added activities, how you are working on developing products, and how you're using that to take from going from one-on-one coaching um, to really leverage your business and expand your reach. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit Radio. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. And today in our success interview, we're talking with award-winning entrepreneur, author, and coach, Dina Patton. And before the break, if you missed it, you need to go back and listen to it. We were talking about your greatness and smallness voice and really how you can move the dial in what you're doing. And I'd like to shift our conversation a little bit, Dina, and talk about products. And I think your nonprofit, Girls Rule Foundation, that you started is a great way to really shift that conversation because I know that you're very passionate about it and expanding your reach. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, That is a heart project that I started eight years ago with a a few friends. Uh, We all had the heart 
for girls. You know, I think we all have passion projects. And for me, it was empowering uh, education and uh, inspiring girls. And so we started a nonprofit, the Girls Rule Foundation, and we help build leadership, self-confidence, and bright futures through five programs for girls ages 12 to 18. And we've had this organization, like I said, for eight years, but it's all been through live programs. We have two workshops. We have a large mother-daughter conference in the fall, and then we have a seven-day leadership summer camp. But we never had any programs that was leveraged off of our facilitators until this year. We created a new program called Dream Labs, and it's a $59 product that girls 7th grade through 12th grade can buy, and they download our starter leader kit, and um, they get to start their own club. It's a 12-week after-school club at their school, and it's about friendship, encouragement, and leadership, and they literally, just like the name Dream Lab, they work on their dreams. They learn how to uh, work together, encourage each other, contribute to each other. It's a a very similar model to masterminding, but more fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then at the end of their 12 weeks, they do a community project together. So it's our first product, and it's uh, just about to launch, actually, and we're really excited about that. And, uh, you know, girls across the country are going to be able to do this and have a little piece of what we've been doing for eight years in their neighborhood or school. So it's really, really exciting. Well, and I love that because you can really expand the reach from local to more global and really have a bigger impact. That program sounds like something that actually a lot of adults could go through. And I think of, when you're talking about it, I'm thinking about all our future women leaders and if they go through that, how much more insight and skills they'll have about what it takes to be successful. Yes, and I love, you know, our goal is to reach tens of thousands, if not millions of girls. And our normal reach in an average year is about 2,000. Mm-hmm. And with this product, um, our goal now is 12,000 per year. And, yeah, you can reach a lot more people when you have a uh, program that is productized that they can take on and do it themselves. They don't need that coach or that facilitator. And it's so powerful in the impact these girls are are going to be, I mean, they already are our future leaders and world changers, but when they go through this 12-week program, I mean, their leadership skills, their listening skills, contribution, master mastermind skills, and then furthering their dreams. They are actively owning and furthering their dreams, which is so exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So really exciting. Amazing. So how have you used that same kind of model to expand your coaching business because I know you started in your one-on-one coaching and then doing small groups. So how are you going to use products to really leverage your business and expand your reach? Mm-hmm. So yeah, in the last three years, about three years ago, I started doing uh, my Greatness Marketing Academy classes, which were 
very successful and sold out, and it really showed me that there was a need for uh, marketing and sales training. And so I started with that, and then I did three-day retreats, and I am still doing skydiving mastermind days, which are a lot of fun, too. But again, they're all live. And so this is my year to package that program, my Greatness Marketing Academy, into a program and that is uh, downloadable, and they do it on their own. And it is much more affordable, right, for the consumer to do it that way. And I get to impact a lot more people. And this, my, how I structured this class, uh, and I'm in the works right now, creating that product and making sure that there's systemized steps and it makes sense. Because for me, I've been coaching people through this all these years. So the challenge for me to make a product is get all that coaching in there uh, so that they you know, don't fail, that they know how to do it because I'm not going to be beside them coaching. So that's my biggest challenge is getting all that instruction in there. Um, but I'm really excited to get my first product done. And I'm also writing my – I have four books that I'm a co-author of, but my Igniting Greatness book is my own book. And um, I just hired a coach to help me complete that. And so that will be done this year too. Very exciting. It sounds like you've got some great things planned. So what do you tell entrepreneurs who are thinking about products? How do you tell them to um, take what's, what they're doing and, and get into action with creating products? So I would say there's two things uh, that you need. You know, I liked that I took it from coaching to then classes and mm-hmm. then product. To me, that process worked. Not everybody did that. You know, they just go from, oh, I have this system, it works, and I'm going to make a program, which, which works, you know, it, if that works for you. Um, I really loved packaging that knowledge into a class, and I did that class seven times live, and I could really get the things that really worked and mm-hmm. get the things out that didn't work um, and then took that into doing a product. And you have to have a system for people to follow. You have to have a program or steps or a system. It can't just be loose knowledge and information. Um, if it's vague, people can't follow it and then they'll fail. So mm-hmm. you've got to chunk it down into steps or a program or a system. Uh, and two, there has to be a need. You know, for me, I coach on a lot of things in business, um, but the biggest need that is out in the world is marketing and sales. It's where mm-hmm. a lot of people get stuck, and it happens to be my sweet spot. So it made sense that what's needed in the world, I'm good at, and I'm going to make a product around that thing. And I just chose that one piece of my pie and just focused on creating the Greatness Marketing Academy program. And that's what I'm doing right now. And so don't underestimate getting the need because um, you don't want to create something just because you have a great idea. You've got to know that there's a need for it or it won't sell. I absolutely agree. And, and we believe that the right way to do it is do that one-on-one coaching, see what things you're doing over and over again. A lot of coaches say that they're, 
process is very customized, it's very individualized, but yet if you take a step back, there are many steps that you're doing that you're repeating over and over again. So it's identifying what those are, and those are great things to put into a product. And, you know, there are, that's what we love doing at Turn Knowledge to Profit is helping coaches, authors, and speakers take that knowledge and put it into a product because it's people can absolutely develop their own products, but, you know, what you talked about was really being and doing what your expertise is and being in your, you know, people always say they're, they're zone of genius. And while we can do a lot of things, and I know that you, t- you could teach us when you coach, that you really should be focusing on the things that you do the best and get those resources and other people to help you in areas that really aren't your strengths because you can really maximize your impact and maximize your revenue when you do that. Absolutely. And I think what you guys are doing is so needed in the world because that is a very, it's where a lot of people get stuck is I have all this knowledge, I have the steps, but I don't quite get how to turn it into a webinar or turn it into a CD or turn it into an online course. You know, when you have to package your own knowledge, um, there's certain things that you want to hire other people to help you mm-hmm. with. And, you know, we can only take ourselves so far. You know, I, I have hired so many coaches over the, over the years because it, two brains is always better than one. But also, that's their, that's, you guys are so gifted in that. And, um, and I, I think that so many people are stuck in this place where they know that they have a great system and it's needed in the world and they want to turn it into a program, but they don't know how. That's mm-hmm. where that how shows up and we get stopped. And the how is call Janelle. <laughs> right? How? Dial their number. So it's, you know, it's exciting that you guys, I've only met one other person that just really specializes in, in that. And I think it is so needed. Um, and so many entrepreneurs, I think, are, it's just like these portals that are pop, popping up. They're needed in the world because the distribution of people's products in, along with people's products are needed in the world for consumers. And I think that's what's great about our, the time that we live in is people like you who are creating products, but then people like lynda.com and popexpert.com where you can put your programs up and you can get uh, better reach and distribution of them, which is the whole point, is to impact and make a difference for other people. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So how can people learn more about what you and what you offer and connect with you? Uh, My website is the best place to uh, learn about uh, my speaking engagements, uh, my coaching. There's free blogs if you're struggling in starting getting your business leveraged or your marketing. um, Read some of my blogs. They're free. And then also I have some free downloads. Uh, my website is dinapatton.com, and then my free downloads are at amazinggreatness.com. And uh, you want to check both of those out. 
Perfect. Thank you. And we will put a link with today's interview on our Turn Knowledge to Profit website so people can get a hold of you. And as we wrap up our conversation, which has been wonderful, can you leave our listeners with just one piece of advice that would help them scale and build their business? One piece of advice uh, is trust yourself. Trust the knowledge that you have. Trust that it's needed in the world. Trust that what you are seeking is seeking you. And there's a lot of people out there right now that needs the knowledge that you have. Again, whether that's you know parenting advice or weight loss advice, whatever your brilliance and your greatness is, trust that it is needed in the world and uh, keep moving forward. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dina. It's been a great conversation. Thank you, and thank you for doing this. I think it's really important to uh, inspire and equip entrepreneurs as we are all on this journey together. Well, we love um, helping people be successful in business. We need to take a final quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our business builder. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about selling from the stage. I love this topic, and I know selling from the stage is changing, and we had a great recent interview with Michelle Mazur. She talked about this very topic on a recent Trends and Insight segment, so if you missed it, be sure to check it out. 
Yeah, that was really a great segment. I learned a lot. I thought we understood selling from the stage and boy, I learned a lot from her. But you know, many what's happening today is that many organizers, many event organizers, just don't allow their speakers to sell from the stage. And in fact, they put it in the contract that says they're absolutely not allowed to sell from the stage. And that puts speakers kind of in a bind. You know, it's great for the audience because so many people were selling from the stage that whenever I know whenever you or I went to an event, we were ready for a, what we called a pitch fest, you know, that you would see speaker after speaker after speaker just pitching some product to you and you sort of got used to it and you really kind of stopped listening to them. So really good for the audience that that's sort of gone away now. On the other hand, for speakers, not so good because anybody who's out speaking, they're not doing it for their health. They're doing it because they want to monetize it. They want to grow their business. It's part of their marketing. It's part of their sales strategy. So it really puts them sort of in a tough bind if they can't sell from the stage. It does. And you know, it's interesting because I just spoke at a recent women's conference and in my talk, it was all about sharing stories. It was about relating to the audience. And it was interesting because I was watching people and they were shaking their heads and they were really engaged. There was no offer. And what I did is I invited them to give me their email so that I can send them a copy of the PowerPoint, which had a lot of quotes and visuals. And at lunch, it was the topic of conversation with everyone. After lunch, another speaker who had really good information but it was all about selling. It was a very different style. And it was interesting to hear the comments about her style. It was a very different type of talk. And yet I had people coming up to me left and right wanting to know more. So it absolutely can be done. And I know we've talked a lot about it, but if people can't sell from the stage, what do you recommend for helping them engage with potential clients? Well, that, yeah, that's a great example. And in fact, what I've found is it almost in a sort of an interesting way helps you as a speaker to have someone else selling from the stage when you're not selling from the stage. Because the example you just gave where you're up there, you're giving your quotes, you're, you're giving away knowledge, you're really engaging with the audience. And then right after you, here comes somebody who's actually selling and people in the audience are now thinking back to your presentation thinking, wow, that was really a great presentation because I don't really like being sold. So it, it really is kind of an interesting contrast. Um, and you also gave away one of the, the, the great tricks for selling from the stage without really selling. So one of the things that you can do, and I always advise people to do is wait for the, well, first off is to have a lot of quotes in their presentation and not the same quotes that you get all the time, but, but really search for really unique quotes by unique people. And it's so easy today. You know, you can go to brainyquotes.com. You can go to all sorts of different quote sites uh, and you can get really, really great quotes for just about anything. You put in a couple of keywords and they'll find you literally hundreds of quotes uh, that will, will will really cause you to think and cause your audience to think. And I always find that's interesting. I know that in the presentation that you gave, there was a quote 
There was an old Russian proverb. There was a quote from Steve Jobs. There was a quote from Robert Kiyosaki. You know, just all sorts of different diverse quotes. In fact, we had one in there from even from Dr. Phil. So there's no limit to where you can get those from. Uh, so basically, when you have those quotes in there, what you'll see as a speaker is almost invariably you'll see camera phones go up now or tablets it. go up now. Yeah, to, for people to take pictures. And that's like a great invitation for you because now you can say, hey, don't worry about that. Just write presentation on or slides on my business on your business card and give it to me afterwards. I'd be happy to send them to you free of charge or give them a website where they can go and download it or, you know, do some other way to engage them. And so that's a great opportunity to, in essence, sell the connection without actually selling a product. So that's important. Um, the other thing is to really make sure that you have a lot of value in your presentation. It all comes back to value. You want to give, 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 give. And people see that and they take it in and they think, gosh, if she's giving this away, what must the other information that you have be worth? So it really is a great way to engage with people if you can give value away. And obviously I'm not saying give away everything you know, that's not what you do, but at a high level, um, if you have a proprietary process, you can tell people what the process is at the high level, what the four or five or six steps are, and be pretty confident that they're not gonna be able to implement those steps on their own that they're gonna come back to you to learn more about what did you mean by this step or what did you mean by that part or how can I find out more about this or that? And that's where now you can sell to them after your presentation, either during lunch or at a booth or you know wherever it might be. Well, I think it's also important, one of the things that worked really well was sharing some things that I do as a business owner that have helped me create success, but also some things I've learned along the way, because one of the things we, we've talked about in the past is that no like, and trust factor. And I had a number of people come up to me and say, I realized I'm not alone. Because I think so often people think they're the only ones that have a certain challenge. And if you can share stories or relate to people, it really helps build that no like and trust factor in an authentic way, because you and I know that that is the key to success. So yeah, you know, it's interesting because because you can't sell from the stage now, it's almost like your whole presentation has now become a sales pitch for you not for your products. So it, rather than focusing the last 20 minutes or the, the last 15 minutes or whatever on selling the audience a product, you're now spending the entire presentation, 30, 40, 50 minutes, selling yourself to them, which is sort of an interesting change. And there's a way to do it, I believe, very successfully, very authentically, very heartfelt, where it doesn't feel like you're trying to sell yourself or sell your experience, but just having a conversation and really sharing some of the things you've done, some of the things that you've learned. People are really hungry for that today. So we talked about offering the slides as a free gift. What other types of things can people do? How can they offer something without selling? 
Well, I think, again, it always goes back to value, providing value. And uh, I know that three or four, gosh, or maybe even five years ago now, when we were in the mastermind together, it's a time flies. Um, we first heard about the idea of, of providing a free coaching call after the presentation. And that was four or five years ago. And that was like a revelation. It was really great. People were latching onto that. Well, you know, I, I, sorry to say today that pretty much is gone. There are people that are still offering it, but let's be clear, everybody in the audience knows it's not a coaching call, it's a sales call. They know that. So, you know, you can call it whatever you want, strategy call, coaching call, it doesn't really matter what you call it, they know they're gonna get sold. So that kind of has died off. And it really has gone back to um, products that provide some tangible benefit or some tangible result to the audience. So I've been to some great presentations, and I know you have too, where they'll give you a handout and it's, it's a worksheet. It, it allows you to work through whatever the process is that they've been talking about from the stage. That's a great opportunity. Uh, there's others where they've sent us to a website where we can download a free ebook that goes into more detail about what they just talked about from the stage. So there's all those those things that, that provide tangible benefit. I would always recommend that whatever you provide to people uh, as a free gift, that it includes some way for that person to work through it and come out with a result on the an other end. Um, you know, yes, it won't be as good of a result as if you wor work through it with them in a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation, but it'll be much better than what they have now. And it'll get them started. And then they'll, there has to be sort of a next piece that they're gonna to wanna to come back to you for, and that's where you really do your sales. But you really wanna give them some tangible benefit so that they go away thinking that, wow, this was really a powerful presentation. Um, she gave away all sorts of great information and I now have something that makes me better off, that moves my business forward just from that presentation and that free gift. No, I absolutely agree with you. And I think we could continue this conversation for hours. What I do is invite everyone to go to our Facebook page at Turn Knowledge to Profit. And we'll do a couple things. One is, can I ask you, Michael, if you would put a couple of your sites on there that have some great quotes on so people can get that. So go to Turn Knowledge to Profit on Facebook and we'll share that and share what your free gift is. If you've got one when you're talking, share that so we can learn more about you and your business. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I wanna thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I wanna remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas and also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. 
Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.